You know, if you've ever seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy, then you probably know the story. Frodo Baggins is carrying a heavy burden throughout the whole trilogy. Why? Because he possesses the ring. You know, the fate of the world literally rests in his hands, and it weighs him down. Evil is all around him, threatening him at every turn. You know, at that one point in the story, he has a horrible shoulder injury, but he's just got to continue on the path set before him. And there's this moment in the story with all the fear and the uncertainty and all the weight of his burdens just weighing him down and overwhelming him where Frodo says to Gandalf, I, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. But Gandalf in his grace and wisdom replied, So do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Now, church, I know that we all feel like Frodo Baggins right now. The coronavirus has placed a heavy burden on each of our lives, all in very different ways. And most of us are thinking just like Frodo. I wish none of this had happened. But here's the reality. It happened. And it is happening. And that is not for us to decide. But what we do have to decide is just like Gandalf said to Frodo. We have to decide what to do with the time that has been given to us. And here we are in lockdown, coronavirus. We don't know when or how this will end. But here's what I do know. It will end at some point. It will. But the bigger question is who will you be on the other side? Who will you become during all of this? How will you use this time? And this pandemic is going to be a marker in every one of our lives. All of us are going to be changed in some way. And we're going to look back in 10 years and we're going to be able to see how our lives are different because of this pandemic. And you know, there are two, there's two situations that the coronavirus lockdown that I think has presented each of us with. The first is that we're hidden and the second is that we're all suffering. And when I say hidden, what I mean is that we're all, we're alone far more than usual. We're disconnected from many of our normal webs of relationships. Our lives are more private and hidden than ever before. I mean, we're quarantined in our homes. But also, every one of us is experiencing suffering. We're all experiencing loss. We're all feeling pain and grief right now. And you know, I, I've been in ministry for over a decade now. And I've learned that both hiddenness and suffering have the potential to either lead you into to either lead you into greater spiritual maturity or they have the potential to completely sideline your spiritual growth. And what I mean by that is this. In my life, I've seen many people who looked successful and looked like their lives were all put together. They had the appearance of godliness. But many of them had a secret, a hidden sin, an addiction, habits they formed when no one was looking and when no one was around to hold them accountable. And eventually, those hidden actions eroded away their character, and many people, often their families, we're left hurting in the wake. On the other hand, I've known many people who in secret have cultivated routines and disciplines that have strengthened them into mature men and women of God. I'm thinking of people who have rich prayer lives in private. They don't do it to gain an audience or to impress people. I'm thinking of people who have a love for the scriptures and study them diligently in the privacy of their home. Not so that they can wow people with their Bible knowledge, but so they can grow in the knowledge of God. 
You see, what we do in secret, what we do when our lives are hidden, directly influences the people we will become. And similarly, I've seen many people who experience immense suffering. And in their pain and in their hurt, they become bitter and disappointed and perhaps even angry with God. And they walk away from the faith. But on the other hand, I can think of so many people for whom suffering was the very thing that brought them to the feet of Jesus or the very thing that deepened their faith. I think of one of my heroes, Charles Spurgeon, the famous preacher who suffered deep depression for much of his life. And he said, I have learned to kiss the waves that throw me against the rock of ages. I think of Joni Erickson Tata, who became a quadriplegic when she was 16 years old. She said, my suffering is my greatest asset because it forces me into the arms of Christ every single morning when I get up. Hiddenness and suffering. They can either lead us into greater spiritual maturity and deeper love for God, or they can lead us further from Him. So back to Lord of the Rings. I wish this never happened. Well, so do all those who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. So what are we going to do with the time that we have, Crossroads? This is the question that I want us to consider over the next several weeks as we begin a new teaching series titled, Come Back Stronger. Because you see, I'm praying that whenever the day comes when we're able to gather again, that every single one of us will come back stronger from this time spiritually. And I pray that that will mark a new season of spiritual maturity and spiritual growth for our church. But listen, we will not come back stronger by being neutral and passive during this season. We must be active and diligent in pursuing the strength that comes from the Lord. Our text this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. The Apostle Paul says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. We're going to be looking at Ephesians 6 over the next several weeks. This chapter right here in this chapter where the Apostle Paul talks about the armor of God. We're going to talk about how to pursue spiritual or how to, how to pursue truth in a time where every opinion is broadcasted all over the news and all over social media. We're not sure what to believe. We're going to talk about how to study the Bible, how to pray, how to have faith in the midst of all of this chaos. But this morning, I want us to see just two things. Two things I want you to see this morning. The first is this. You have an enemy that wants to use this time to weaken your faith. Verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. The Apostle Paul right here warns us that we have an actual enemy in this world. There is real evil in this world, and there are real forces that want to pull you away from your experience of God. 
And this evil is personified in the Bible in the person of Satan or the devil. And you know, when we think of Satan, we often think of a cartoon character. You know, the guy with the mustache and the red tights and the pitchfork that breathes fire. And, you know, that's hard for me to take seriously. But Satan and, demon and demonic be beings are far more crafty and far more subtle. And in the times that we're living in, demonic and satanic activity is not going to look like a cartoon character in red tights. It's not even going to look like the exorcist, you know, where the girl's head is spinning around, green vomit all over the place. The scriptures tell us that our enemy is crafty and he's subtle and he knows how to sneak into our lives. And the Apostle Paul says that we must stand against his schemes, against the schemes, the strategies of the devil. And now what are those? What are the schemes of the devil? All throughout the scripture, we see three primary schemes of the enemy. He deceives, he accuses, and he tempts. And I have no doubt that he is already employing each of these tactics in your heart during this lockdown. You know, the enemy will deceive you. He'll make you question God during this time. He'll put thoughts into your head that say, is God really loving? How could he do this to you? Can you really trust God? The enemy will also accuse you. He'll put these thoughts into your head, thoughts like this. You are a terrible mom. You're an awful father. You are failing as a parent during this quarantine. Or you might say, you're not working hard enough. You look working at home, you're being lazy. Or you might say, look at you, you lost your job, you're worthless. These are feelings of accusation. And we so often allow them to take root in our hearts. And, the reason, and, and those are from the enemy. The enemy will also tempt you. He'll tempt you to be apathetic when it comes to spiritual things. He'll tempt you to do things in private that you would never want to be known publicly. He'll tempt you to hold on to bitterness, to hold on to unforgiveness. He'll tempt you to find ways to justify why you're so angry toward others. And it will look like tempting you and overwhelming you with fear so that you cannot even imagine that God is with you in this present moment. And if you want to come back stronger, it is important that you know that you have an enemy that wants to weaken your faith. He will deceive you, he will accuse you, and he will tempt you. But here's the good news. God does not leave us empty-handed in our fight against evil. God wants to use this season of coronavirus to strengthen you. And he even gives you the tools that you need to be strengthened. And that's the second thing I want you to see this morning is that the strength of the Lord is available to you. Verse 10 says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. That is a profound statement. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. The, the Apostle Paul is saying that the very strength of Jesus Christ himself is available to you and to me. And see, as believers in Jesus, we possess his spirit, which gives us access to his strength in the midst of difficulty, his resolve in the face of trials, and his joy in times of sorrow. And if you read the New Testament, you'll see that Jesus lived most of his life in secret. His prayer life was rich. He was deeply connected to his heavenly Father, even and especially in times of great stress. That is available to you and me. When you consider the life of Jesus, you'll see that he's faced virtually every struggle on this earth. And he may not have lived through a pandemic, but he certainly knows what it's like to feel alone and to feel isolated. He knows what it's like to be tempted. He was tempted by the devil himself. He knows what it's like to lose a loved one to sickness. He knows what it's like to bury a friend. He knows what it's like to face a daunting and uncertain and scary future. 
I mean, his whole life was looking ahead to the cross, knowing he would die a horrific crucifixion. He knows pain. He knows the pain of the cross where nails were pierced through his hands and feet and a crown of thorns was pressed into his head. But every step of the way, Jesus remained obedient and connected to his heavenly Father. Philippians 4 says that he was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And here's what that means for you and for me this morning. Jesus modeled for us a rich spiritual life that was mostly in secret. And Jesus remained faithful to the way of the Father, even in the most stressful of circumstances. And his strength is available to us right now in the moment that we're living in through his spirit, which means that we can come back stronger. Jesus was obedient and faithful through the pain of death on a cross. And you say, well, did that weaken him? Not one bit. Therefore, neither do we have to be weakened because we face various trials. We can be strengthened in the midst of coronavirus and fear and uncertainty and loss and all the things we're experiencing right now. See, the enemy thought he had won the victory when Jesus breathed his last breath and was crucified dead and put into a grave. But glory to God, Jesus came back stronger. He rolled away the tombstone and stepped into a new resurrection life. And that life is available to all of us through him. Jesus defeated death, which means that the coronavirus does not have the final say over your life. Jesus went through the horrors of the cross and he came back stronger. Our scripture today says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Because of Jesus and because of the strength that is available to us, you and I can walk through the struggles of coronavirus and come back stronger on the other side. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8 says, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Church, over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about very practical ways in which we can be spiritually strengthened during this season. But here's what I want you to know this morning. Jesus faced death and came back stronger. He defeated death. And the Bible says that his strength is available to us. So do not fear and do not feel defeated, but walk in confidence. We follow a risen Lord who has gone before us and triumphed over all of our enemies and fears. That is the promise of the gospel. Stand firm and you will be strengthened by him. Church, I am praying for each of you that you will, by his strength, come back stronger in this season. So let me pray for you this morning, church. Holy Father, thank you for your strength. When we are weak, that is when you are strong. You've defeated sin, Satan, death, and hell. And because we believe that, we know that we can walk through this season of coronavirus, as painful as it is, trusting that you will be with us and you will strengthen us through the pain. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.